Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hey, it's Mike. Self religion dystopia, knowing versus belief. Hard to believe sometimes, so things a man has to go through. Anyways, uh, I don't know. I just figured I'd do some reading. May do a little bit of venting. I read out of the Bible uh, in the beginning. In Genesis chapter 1, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth it was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. And he called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first. Hey! And my anger. People, Mike, I already know about that. I understand. Do we? I don't know. Just a question. And, uh, you don't have to necessarily agree for I'm going here. <clears throat> but in the Gospel, according to John, chapter 1, Interesting that it's the first chapter in both these uh, books, in the beginning of both these books, it talks about the light. Now, this was a light, and then we know in Genesis it was before the sun and the moon were created. So, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without him was not anything made that was made. And in him was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. And there was a man sent from God, whose name was John. The same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many receive him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even them that believe on his name. And that name is Jesus. And it just makes me wonder. A lot of people all have their theories about what is happening, what's going on in the beginning of Genesis. 
what we hear or see a clear definition in the scriptures that um, in the beginning this light was Jesus. So maybe that's what I was talking about all along, huh? In the beginning of Genesis. Kind of makes life a lot more simpler, doesn't it? Am I right about that? I'm not going to have any debate and theological debate about it. I just say, I'm just can use the scriptures to define that, not other men's reasoning. So, could I be wrong? Absolutely. I'm a man. Full of flaws. Perfect as all get out. <clears throat> All right, so now let's go to the first chapter of the Epistle of Paul, of the Apostle to the Romans, chapter 1 of Romans. Paul, the servant of Jesus Christ, called to be the Apostle, separated unto the gospel of God, which he had promised afore by his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. Concerning the Son of Jesus Christ, our Lord, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh and declared to be the Son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead by whom we have received grace and apostleship for obedience to faith among all nations for his name. Among whom are ye also called this of Jesus Christ to all that be in Rome beloved of God called to be saints grace to you and peace and from God our Father the Lord Jesus Christ <clears throat> for those who don't know I'll remind you if you've gotten or if you don't know um, a saint is simply someone who believes in Jesus Christ follows him. so doesn't matter how perfect you are or what the Pope says or somebody else says is a, is a saint. It's what uh, God says is a saint. So, if you're a believer in Jesus and resurrected, resurrected, resurrected from the dead and that he's, you know, etc., that, you know, he's the light of the world, <clears throat> he's the way, the truth, and the life, that no man come unto the Father but through Jesus, etc., 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 well, you're a saint no matter how imperfect you are. Isn't that wonderful? You don't need the Pope. As we've learned over and over again, that Pope's selections of, and others, all the other Popish-type leaders, whether it's the Orthodox Church or etc., it doesn't really matter. Um, well, they don't have authority to give that. Another lie. Imagine that. Isn't it interesting that uh, the way Satan has uh, gone about it, he's just let's just 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 web this nucleus of deception. It goes all the way around the name of Jesus, causing most people not to fall on their hands and knees and ask for Heavenly Father for the truth, and for people to read the Bible for themselves and not to ask other authorities and other men what they think. I know it's a real hard thing to do because I've had that same struggle. It's only now I'm coming to a conclusion that you know. It's pretty simple. If you're a good teacher, you're you teach and expound not the the Bible, what it says. And anything else that goes beyond that, well 
Oh, they're good intentions, even if it's me, you know. Uh, doesn't mean it's necessarily correct. Tough pill to swallow, but that's just the way it goes, as we must, re- you know, he must increase and we must decrease. It's a tough pill to swallow. And Satan's there all the way to make it difficult. Even when it says you're going to, that uh, yeah, it's a, uh, is it easy to be a Christian, to be a follower of Jesus Christ? Uh, it's a yes and no answer to that one. I know it's a contradiction, but the only reason why it's easy is because the Spirit of God and because Jesus makes it so. And until that time you're born again, not of water, but of the Spirit, it's nothing but kicking at the bricks and it's extremely hard. Not to say that things get any easier, per se, in life. If I just told you all the things that I've gone through just in the past month, add two months, three months in particular, but the best month in particular, especially. I would have to tell you that um, if it wasn't for the Spirit of God and and Jesus helping me, I don't know how I'd get through it all. I really don't. But then again, would I trade it for anything else? No. I don't think it was that difficult for God himself when Satan was, you know, hey, I'll give you all these kingdoms as if he owned them in the first place, you know. From the illusion. Yeah, he might be uh, the God of this world, but that doesn't mean he's a God. He's just a small g. And the world worships him, and Lucifer was the same thing, right? Most of us agree. Some people think it's that Lucifer or Satan somehow offsprings of each other are different entities. I don't know, it doesn't matter. They're all evil. And, and evil entities, they're pretending to be something more than they really are. And God hands them over to them. God hands men and women over to them because they just... Well, we'll find out why as we read on, won't we? Anyways. So we learned a little bit about that. Okay, so it goes here. Uh, and grace to you, saints. So if you're a believer in Jesus, you're a saint. Believe it or not, it doesn't make you perfect. It just means you're a follower. Uh, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. First uh, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all that you your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world for God is my witness whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his son that without ceasing I make mention of you always in my prayers now there's going to be a lot of people there's there's theologians and their apologetic whatever, but listen, I'm quite happy with what I've been learning. I, I don't think God would, no matter if there's in certain slight imperfections and the message, God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost is not really missed. And everyone argues about everything. I'm just so tired of it. I'm just going to, you know what? That's what it says. It says, you don't agree with it, 
you don't have to agree with it. Just understand that it's not me you're disagreeing with. Okay? For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit to the gospel of his Son, that without ceasing I make mention of you always in my prayers, and making request, if by any means now at length I might have a uh, prosperous journey by the will of God to come unto you. For I long to see you, that I may impart unto you some spiritual gift, to the end ye may be established. That is, that I may be comforted together with you by the mutual faith, both you and me. Now, I would not have you ignorant, brethren, that oftentimes I purpose to come unto you, but was let hitherto, that I might have some fruit amongst, or among you also, even among other Gentiles. I am a debtor both to the Greeks and to the barbarians, both the wise and the unwise. So, as much as in me is, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are, in, that are at Rome also. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed. From faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth of in unrighteousness. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God hath showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because that, when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. Thank you, Yahweh. Thank you, Heavenly Father. You're God. You're the Almighty, the Creator of all things that is. Neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations. And their foolish heart was darkened. Vain in our imaginations. That struck, strikes a chord for me, being a, well, someone who used to be a musician and an artist. Yes. Oh, it puffed up my pride in that, and then I transferred that in having great knowledge in this book. Only to find out I didn't have great knowledge at all. But things seem to be different this time. And that's because, well, I guess it's because I am baptized by the Holy Spirit in the Holy Ghost, and uh, I just can see things a little differently. Whatever it's worth to you, it's an awful, it's worth an awful lot to me. Okay, so we didn't glorify them; neither were thankful, 
but became vain in their imaginations. And things are still are the way they are. Their foolish hearts, or the foolish heart was darkened. Isn't that interesting? It is, just true. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. And changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into a man. To birds, four-footed beasts, and creeping things. And therefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. <sighs> Who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. For this cause God gave them up unto vile affections for even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also to men, leaving the natural use of the woman, and burn in their lust one towards another, men with men, and working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was meant, or meet. And even as they did not like to retain God in their own knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, and maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, and whispers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things. <clears throat> I think we've seen that in California, didn't we? <laughs> Gosh. Uh, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, or implacable and unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death. Not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. Therefore thou art inexcusable, man, whosoever thou art that judges, for within thou judges another, thou condemneth thyself. And it's talking about these particular reprobate characteristics, right? For wherein thou judgest another, thou condemnest thyself. For thou art judges that judges do the same things. So if you're doing these things, you're judging people, you might want to ask yourself. And there's some things that I have had some problems with, that's for sure. Of course, uh, talk about disappearing obedient to parents, what is he really talking about there? Now, if your parents are doing wrong, or they're causing issues, or manipulative, or etc. That doesn't mean you're supposed to just sit there and take it. Now you can stand up for yourself as long as, in the end of the day, uh, it's in you know, of course, God. 
But that's, I would have to say, a very interesting topic in itself. Without understanding covenant breakers, without natural affection, I mean, you know, you're like, you know, if you don't have God in your life, this is what happens. Regardless of what you want to say, you become a pervert. Men, women, doesn't matter. Women, it turns out they're actually even worse than men, it might be. I just heard in our, uh, a lecture about uh, pedophiles, that women pedophiles are much worse than men as far as their uh, the abuse of what they dish out to children. So that's something to think about. So just because you have a vagina and boobs doesn't make you you're naturally a good person. Just because you uh, you know the natural mama bear affections or cares about your children doesn't mean in the end you're actually a good a decent human being. Any more than a man who cheats on his wife and, or fornicates or has commits adultery. I mean those are all things, and and those consequences are magnified. And it destroys most likely your relationship and the relationship of the other person. And that curse will be... I see it in my own life. I see it in what's going on with my, me and my son. You know, if I, if I just would have followed God, maybe the curse would have broken with me. But it didn't. So now I have this... My son has to deal with a totally dysfunctional relationship. And I have to tell you, you know, I look at, you know, fornication, you know. I you know, fornicated with my son's mother. Probably committed adultery, too, if you look at the Bible. It says about having sex with uh, people who are once divorced. I know that's something that no one wants to hear. But we have screwed things up so bad at this point. We totally screwed the pooch when it comes to all this stuff. And we're just all, just basically... If there's there's only any luck, uh, there's only the mercy and grace, I should say, of God that you even crawl, crawl, crawl out of this cesspool, the swamp of the Luciferianism and uh, Satanism. So we should have a, a lot more empathy and, and, I guess, compassion, sympathy, and empathy for those lost because we really are wrestling against uh, spiritual wickedness in high places and principalities and rulers, etc. Of very dark, demonic realm and uh, you know if you don't have God with you you're, you will be demon infested and you will commit these things and I committed fornication now a lot of people say well at the day that's not a, an excuse and I guess at the end of the day you're right if it wasn't for you know Jesus and his atoning for my sins and dying on the cross for me and re- being resurrected and you know the right hand of the Father being my mediator, my inner intercessor, and my uh, my lawyer, if you will, <laughs> to God. Uh, which is probably the best word to use. Anyways, um, I wouldn't have any hope at all. You know, I, I deserve absolute to be burned in the dross and in the fire as everyone else. It will not come to accept Jesus, so why me and why is someone else I don't know? That's a mystery of God. But I certainly don't believe I'm better than anyone. And I look at all these different things, and I have to say, in every one of these things, I am guilty. And so, that was prior to Jesus getting a hold of me. But he's washed me with his blood. If you come to him, too, he'll wash you with his blood as well. Um, 
if you know, if you're one of his and you really want it, you can have it. But anyways, he won't lose any of this anyways. He's promised that too, so. But what's the thing is, is that, you know, uh, you can't help it. And so you see all these terrible things going on, like in California, with, you know, directed energy weapons, or now with uh, these ray tower, uh, these towers emitting all this uh, microwaves and, you know, melting these homes and just zapping people. I mean, that's our future, folks. It's going to be a living nightmare. And I can see how, in the days of Noah, that there was very, you know, only eight left. And I can only imagine towards the very end of all this, there's not going to be that many left either, or uh, believers. But God has a reason. He knows what it's all about and how things are going to happen. A lot of people say they can't wait to see when, you know, in the second coming, see God. I think I'd rather be on the other side than another veil hanging out with them when that happens than here. I just don't want to see. I mean, down here, it's going to be an absolute living nightmare when you see transhumanism, singularity, the robots, these robots and these different, uh, you know, all this genetic manipulation and turning <clears throat> right now, you know, it's goats, you know, spinning silk out of their butt. <clears throat> But that's, you know, what's going to happen next, you know, when it comes back to, you know, Bigfoot and all these creatures that we're fighting in the woods. How many of them were just actually genetically modified creatures from maybe some, uh, some, they found some, you know, thingy-thingy-madingies like uh, Patty, Patterson film, and sliced spliced some DNA with humans, who knows, I mean, Although I have to tell you, most of what I'm seeing really is just demonic entities pretending to be this, that, and the other. But I find it fascinating that one demonic entity would have a very human face, and the next one would have a very ape-like face, and the next one would have a very trollish-like face, and it goes on and on and on. So, To each their own, if you want to believe in something other than what others see or believe, I guess it's your right. Um, but... Uh, I'm not really judging anybody in particular. I know that a lot of people are going to judge me and not like, you know, in the Bigfoot community because they don't want to hear what I have to say, but I'm not part of the Bigfoot community, if you knew that or not. I mean, I've yeah, had an MK on and did like 20-plus shows with him and interviewed a lot of, you know, a dozen or so other guys um, in the community but um, and researchers and that kind of thing and so other people have experiences. And by the way, if you do have an experience and you want to talk to someone you're suffering from, what you find is clearly a you know a Bigfoot or a Sasquatch or a bit, you know demonic entities pretending to be, and you need someone to talk to about, I'm more than willing to talk to you about. You can email me at m a h e r s h a l a r t at yahoo.com. It's maherschelart at yahoo.com. And if you don't then you don't, you know. Uh, I think there's going to be some very interesting dividing lines happening at this this year and the end of the next and the beginning of next year about this particular topic. I was talking to someone today during physical therapy. He was a believer, and uh, you know, I was telling him about you know how uh, 
how strange things are, how God works in his mysterious ways, and that a year ago I wasn't even interested in this area I'm talking about and come to realization that these spiritual implications, all this, that which is not witchy witchy boo, are um are, you know, science, uh, parts of the cult of scientism, but it's actually just what the Bible warned us about, demonic entities. What Jesus, you know, a third of his his ministry was casting out demons, rebuking them, healing people, and, and freeing them from the bondage of demonic, you know, being possessed by demons or traumatized by them, etc., and disease and all that, the demons have a big part of it, so. It makes sense, a lot of these things, they kind of look like all sorts of just ridiculous things. Some look like aliens, and some look like cat people. It's all the same thing, you know? It really is. They're all the same thing, no matter how hard other people try to make it out to be. It's just not. It's all the same. They're demonic entities. That's the reason why they come and go, and they're here one moment and the next moment. I know you've heard it a thousand times before with me. Anyways, so... um. Yeah, if you want to talk to somebody, if you need to talk to somebody, even if you don't want to be on the show, you want to keep your name confidential, you know, there's other people that I talk to. In fact, most people I talk to, you'll never hear their name, or you might hear me mention a woman or a guy going through this, but I never tell you the name or the location. Because just, I know, apparently a lot of people have issues. I don't see the point in it, but why would, have, why would you care what anybody thinks about you at this point? It's 2017, almost 2018. Who cares what anybody thinks about you? Honestly. Woman up, man up. Put the whole armor of God on and find some demons and loosen some angels and send those demons straight to the where they belong in the abyss and the outer darkness and in the power and blood of Jesus Christ, and let people know what's really going on, regardless of what they think. You know, most Christians are not going to... You know, it doesn't really matter if you're a Christian or not. To be honest with you, there, most people are just not going to accept what I have to say, period, about this stuff. Yet I know from my own personal experience that that's what's going on. I'm hearing that from other people's personal experiences. And he gets people all worked up and feathers in a ruffle, and they're just worried about all sorts of things. So, meanwhile, at the same time, you know, I'm dealing with all sorts of things, you know, especially family issues. And I just, uh, yeah, it's very hard not to get uh, worked up and judgmental about it all. Especially when, you know, you got people that are just flat out abusing you. You know they are. But at the same token, you're dealing with this reality that these people can't, you know, they can't help it. They're not in control. Something else or somebody else is in control. And so what do you do except keep on praying for them? You also have to stand up for yourself, I believe. Um, now, you know, you, you put in God's hands, but, you know, you know, if it's if you're prompted to stand up for yourself, you, know, you need to. You never know. You need to give other people courage. Uh, we, we at some point we have to stand up for ourselves. We got to start understanding it's not about Christians that's the problem. 
still have those who are God, you know, who are worshiping the wrong, you know. Well, it's the Luciferians and Satan. It's these people that are practicing pedophilia. It's these people that aren't standing up against them. Let's see if this finally happens. Let's see what happens here. Hold on. Hello. Dave Mick? How do I know you? Where do we know each other for? What am I missing here? Oh, oh, Dave, Dave, Dave. <laughs> hey, brother Dave, how you doing? You can, uh, well, uh, well, okay, let me. No, not really. It's a good time. Probably a perfect time this happens. I just got done reading on my show, uh, Romans chapter 1. and With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.